Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know the drill. Uh, how confident are we that this is even going to be a conference by the time the season starts? Like I was joking earlier with Mike about, you know, our poor timing, but based on past experiences and our bad luck with timing, there's a good chance that between the time we record this and the time it posts, uh, the PAC 12 dissolves. Possible. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A currently in existence version of the Touchline Media Group. Not that anything that the Touchline Media Group is doing is not in existence, but, um, you know, Pac-12 might not be. Um, I am uh, your host, uh, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Um this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Um, because, because this is the only college football uh, conference preview that covers two conferences, we are therefore going to give this exactly as much um, respect as it deserves by making it the shortest episode we've ever done. Um, I, I think that that is the proper way to deal with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Is that correct? Goose egg. They're getting a goose egg. Well, more like 30 minutes, but uh, comparatively a goose egg. I mean, I, I think this, this is what I, I want to start my Pac-12 um, slash ACC preview with. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've i spent time in, in North Carolina. It's pretty nice. Like it's, uh, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill is very nice. Uh, I had a bad experience in Raleigh because I took the bar there, but like I've heard good things. Um, Ash, Asheville Durham, has a lot of breweries. That is true. Durham can eat shit. 
but that's mostly uh, related to, you know, actually Duke being there. Right. Um, I, my bachelor party was in North Carolina, um, I think. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my bachelor party. Technically, technically, it was in North Carolina. Yep. You might say it was in the middle of the ocean, but it was North Carolina adjacent. Certainly, certainly in the, 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 it wasn't in international waters anyways. Um, That we know of. That we know of. Um, uh, And as for the Pac-12, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I live in Los Angeles, which is not Pac-12 country anymore. Uh, No, it's not. You live Uh, in Denver, and that is. (laughs) As of now. Yeah, right. (laughs) This is going to get so dumb. There's only really... There's definitely one team worth mentioning in the Pac-12 and the ACC. Depending on how, like, sicko's committee you want to get, there's maybe three or four others. But, like, the only team in either of these two conferences that means anything right now is Clemson. And even that is, like, Dabo is kind of trading on old money at this point. I I don't know if – I think we mentioned – this in our Big 12 preview, another uh, conference that has a strong showing in the past couple of years, but like Dabo had a, had a down year last year. I know they still went like 10 and two or something like that, but then he lost both coordinators, which I think is a bigger deal than people are kind of, because people seem to be acting like uh, Clemson's just going to pop right back up and be at the top of the standings again. And I'm not sure if that's true. Like, I'm not sure none of Dabo's success came pre Brent Venables, right? Like he didn't Correct. start, they didn't start. Yeah. They didn't start challenging on the national stage until Brent Venables showed up, which isn't to say that like your defensive coordinator isn't replaceable, but in a season. Uh, all I'm going to say about Clemson is, um, you know, I, I think that anytime you have the opportunity to gas up the she's it bowl champion from the year before you got to do it. Um, you know, because you can't just go into the cheese it bowl and beat Iowa state, you know, every year, uh, that takes, that takes a lot of luck. The fact of the matter is, is that the ACC that takes a lot of fumble luck from Brock Purdy. Like, like the second, all I need to say about the sec about the ACC is that the second best team in the ACC by most rankings is NC state. That's yeah. It. Which is absolutely That's insane. That's it. Like there's no, like, even if you're an NC state fan, your best season that you can like legitimately imagine is what nine and three uh to my knowledge uh nc state has never won double digit games so yes yeah this is like this is kind of like michigan state in like the mid aughts it's like yeah if we win eight or nine games that's a great season hell yeah let's do this yeah let's roll it's not like, yeah. <laughs> and that's your second best team so like and look, like I'm in, not a believer in. Well, that actually, that's just ACT. If we're including both conferences, I'm guessing the second best team is Oregon. Yeah, or U- Utah. Utah's up there. Utah's like, a Pac-12 back tw- back yep, team. That is a Pac-12 team for reasons that are obvious to everybody. Um, the Pac-12 is notable for its desire to share uh, conference uh, with various religious fundamentalists, which is why BYU is a longtime member of the Pac-12. Um, and, uh, but, but like, I, I guess we're talking about the ACC first and, and then I guess the commercial we're talking about the PAC 12, but both of these things are going to get talked about, like not that much. 
Um, Miami, actually, you know what? The first thing I want to say, Georgia Tech, get fucked. I hope you go one in 11 every year because you took something from us. We had something great and you took it from us. And I am not going to forgive you for that. Jeff Collins sucks. That's it. It, That's- it, it makes no sense. Uh, other people have harped on this, but like Georgia Tech had an identity. Yeah. I, you can't like, maybe it didn't work all the time, but you're Georgia Tech. This is not the 1930s. You're not going to compete with other schools playing their game. Like your best hope is to pull the service academies and just kind of hope that you can, you know, smoke and mirrors your way to nine wins. I mean, best, the thing is, best case scenario. The thing is, is that if you go triple in Atlanta, Georgia, we know for a fact that every couple of years you will end up in the Orange Bowl. You'll never compete for a national title, but you will go to the Orange Bowl. You will win the ACC. You will compete against teams. And also, by the way, you will get eyeballs from people around the country because it's like, oh, that's weird. Sure. What they've done now is they've taken a team and they've said, look, we are going to try to out-recruit Georgia, Bama, LSU, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, Miami. Uh, Am I missing anybody? Tennessee. All of them. Auburn. Um, (laughs) Auburn. I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or not. Uh, Like half. Um, It goes both ways. (laughs) Right. We are going to out-recruit all of those people for Atlanta because all of those people view the greater Atlanta area as a prime recruiting territory for them. And oh, by the way, there are other schools around the country who view Georgia as a fertile recruiting ground, including um, Michigan State. So like Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, right. Texas. I'm assuming Penn State. Yeah. Like everybody looks at Georgia. So like if you're Georgia Tech, like you really think you're going to out recruit all of those schools for any kid you want? And the answer is no. Um, Whereas if you go to a kid and you say, hey, nobody in the country is going to let you play quarterback because you can't throw the ball 10 10 yards in the air on on the line. But you can be our quarterback. Have fun. Reggie Ball did it for four years. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, by the way, randomly you'll get the best wide receiver in college football, which they did twice. Yeah, just absolutely insane. Uh, Calvin and Demarius Thomas. Yeah, like people forget that Demarius Thomas was a Georgia Tech wide receiver. Like we we, yes. we we joke about like the LSU wide receivers who somehow never got the ball like uh, Odell when he was in college. But Georgia Tech was the real one. Like if you pay attention to Georgia Tech, like you can get yourself a wide receiver. Um, yeah, but, Calvin, like, Georgia Tech averaged like seven passes in Calvin's last season and four of them were to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also want to point out here that the uh, the best player in the S- S- uh, ACC, not by talent, not by production, probably. I mean, I'm sure other running backs will do better. But the best one for our purposes is Sean Tucker. Dear listener, if you don't follow Sean Tucker on Twitter, you really should. Because all he does is talk shit to his own coaches via Twitter. So like, he'll say things like... Uh, 18 carries, 120 yards, really could have gotten the rock a little bit more today. And he does this on Twitter, and it's really, really funny. Everybody was like, with, like within an hour post game. Like, he is yeah, very no, no, clearly in, tweeting in this in from the, the locker, locker room. room. Yeah, no, no. This is happening in the locker room. Um, and it's great. And everybody just sort of assumed he was going to he was going to bail and, and enter the transfer portal uh, because, like, he was openly subtweeting his coaches. He didn't. In front of them. Yeah, he didn't. He, he 
apparently happy in Syracuse, New York. Uh, is it still the Carrier Dome? I assume they sold their naming rights because everything is terrible. But it's if it's still the Carrier Dome, uh, enjoy your Friday nights because that's when Syracuse plays football. You can't tell me otherwise. Um, also, there's a great Syracuse bar in New York. Um, it was around the corner from where I lived. I know that this is like essential to the ACC preview, but uh, if you ever find yourself uh, in Manhattan, uh, Marshall Street is a phenomenal, phenomenal place to catch a game. There's nobody there. They have a pop shot and um, pool in the back. Um, oh, the, yeah, you take us take me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a super cool bar. I doubt it still exists. I haven't been back to New York in a very long time, but um, they did. They had great nachos. Um, JMA Wireless Dome. Yeah, it's Carrier Dome. I don't give a shit. Um, you just call it the Dome. Yeah, the Syracuse Dome. Um, the Orange Dome? Are we good with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... This, at some point, like, people are going to start renaming everything again, and then our generation is just going to refuse to call it that. Like, It's the uh, Staples Center. I don't care. Staples Center, Comiskey Park. Oh, Pine yeah, it's Comiskey Park. You know what's funny? You said Comiskey Park, and I had like a serious moment where I was like, "What the hell is it called? <laughs> is it still U.S. Cellular?" Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah, Comiskey Park. Um, I'm excited for when for when the Cubs rename Wrigley to like you know uh, Crypto.com Field at Wrigley Park or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah, um, that's coming. Yeah, the because- Rickets are too greedy to not do that. Yeah, like, they're just leaving money on the table, right? Unless, like, the Wrigley Gum organization pays for it. Do you think that that's possible? So, I think they do, but it's because they signed that contract in, like, 1933. I think it's, like, 12 grand a year. Yeah, that's not great. But also, like, like when you're super greedy, like, you might, you might be like, guys, we don't want to get sued. We do have a contract. 12 grand not spending it on lawyers like okay great um let's see what else uh malik cunningham is fun you should watch louisville for him uh virginia tech is going to suck because they've sucked since what's his name left? justin fuentes no, he's gone well i know but he's like he didn't recruit anybody he didn't coach anybody up he just kind of like ferried that program from the end of uh beamer, beamer. frank beamer Frank Beamer. Yeah. Shane Beamer. Is yeah. The, from Frank, the son. Yeah. yeah. So he, they, he just kind of shuttled them from Frank Beamer till now. And, uh, you know, it looks like Virginia tech. Well, which in fairness, um, cause Virginia tech was rumored to want to hire, or, uh, like Frank was supposedly hanging on so that, uh, Shane could take that job after him. And then Virginia tech was like, no, like, we don't think he's ready. We want to have an outside hire. And everybody was like, good. Like, you shouldn't give it to the fail son and all that stuff. Turns out you made the wrong choice. It looks like Shane Beamer is a much better coach than Justin Fuentes. Yep. So now it's Brent Pry, who you might remember uh, as being the defensive coordinator at Penn State. He was good. He was fine. Um, I do want to circle for our, our listeners. Um, September 22nd, West Virginia goes to Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. And actually, like, regardless of anything else, like, Virginia Tech on a Thursday night is a cool place to watch a football game. Like you should watch it, watch it at the beginning because enter Sandman. It's fun. Um, last year, like their like primetime Thursday night game was game one and uh, top 10 North Carolina came to town and promptly lost. 
Um, Florida State plays in the ACC. Anything else? Yeah, great. Um, Pittsburgh uh, State. Uh, Wait, no, I do have I do have something. How long do we think uh, Norvell is still going to be the coach at Florida State? Aren't they still paying the last two coaches? Sure are. I, I don't know that, that great Twitter space last year. Do you remember that? The one where you could say whatever you wanted, as long as you opened with fire Mike Norvell. That was great. Yeah. Talking about the Knolls. Um, Pittsburgh, stay mad. You salty bitches. I, I, all I'm going to say is if you think that Kenny Pickett was going to win you a game against Michigan state, I would point you to literally everything that has happened to Kenny Pickett since he left Pittsburgh. Well, since he left Hinesfield. Well, since he changed colors, well, since he changed colors, I, I mean, yellow still. Uh, yeah, I, I, all right, fine. His blue became gold, black. It's golden royal blue. Yeah, it's golden royal blue and yellow and black. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give him a lot of credit here. Uh, uh, what else? Um, I, I guess like uh, the only thing left to say is like Wake Forest might be good, which is weird. Miami is overrated because. But- there's no way they're actually going to be good again. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but Clawson is a good coach. Um, also, Bronco Bronco Mendenhall uh, is not the coach of UVA, um, which means that they're not a team that you're going to want to watch because Tony Elliott, while being a, an effective offensive coordinator at Clemson, um, is not Bronco Mendenhall. And Bronco Mendenhall had a, this habit of coaching teams that were, like, dirty and therefore funny. Um but Tony Elliott, seen, we, don't, we don't know anything about him. So uh, until, until we see exactly how um, ass-grabby he is, um, I, I can't well, I It's can't also, I mean, it's also Virginia, so it's not like they're going to be recruiting top-tier talent either. Like, this is another one of those things where, like, the guy went from being a coordinator at a top-five program in the nation to being the head coach at the 57th program in the nation, like – this isn't going to be good. He might be able to recruit himself into contention in a couple of years, but first year is not going to be pretty. No. Because I I don't know that much about uh, recruiting at all, but I'm willing to bet that Bronco Mendenhall and uh, Elliot do not recruit the same types of players. No, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, it is worth noting that last year um, UVA uh, lost their last four games. Um, including a game in which they scored 49 points and lost by 17, which is really hard to do. That's um, to but, UNC? Nope, to uh, BYU. They went to BYU oh! all of the season, scored 49 and lost by 17. Again, that is a difficult task. Didn't both of them have like 35 and a half? Yeah, yeah. That was That was one of those games where like, I, it, it wasn't happening at noon, but it was certainly a day game. And like, you started getting like, texts. yeah, you started yeah. getting texts from friends. Like, Hey, well, so this is, this is one of the weird, this is like the legacy for like specifically our age group, because we came up when like apps on smartphones were uh, like, we were most involved in college football. Like we were in college when apps and smartphones really started becoming a thing. And the ESPN app was like famous for glitching and it would like just randomly show up wrong scores or whatever, which I think they've largely fixed now, but it's still like, I still don't use the ESPN app 
as my primary score checking app because I don't trust it because of the glitches. And that's the first thing I thought when, like, I saw that score. I was like, this has to, like, something has to be going that's wrong. What's right. wrong with my app? Yeah, let's, let's try that again. Um, but you know who is always reliable and always correct? This sponsor. Um, so, so that's the ACC in a nutshell, which is to say it's probably going to be Clemson and then a whole bunch of nobodies. Um, but maybe, but, but Clemson or ACC gets a lot of credit for, um, for, uh, doing weird scheduling next year. So good, good on them. Um, I guess what is there to say about the PAC 12 that hasn't already been said about Lehman brothers? Uh, Oregon state might be fun. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, like, my my big takeaway from the the Pac-12 this year is that like, I'm hoping for a uh, for for the same uh, treatment of USC and, and UCLA as Texas and Oklahoma are about to get from the Big Twelve, which is that every single one of those games is going to be refed real weird. The difference is is that Texas and Oklahoma theoretically are significantly more talented than the teams they're playing in the big 12. So they could still win. Texas won't, but Oklahoma probably will. Um, USC is bad. UCLA is terrible. Yeah. So I'm more, so I think UCLA is going to be funnier. Uh, USC, I mean, you've got Lincoln Riley and you've got whatever transfers he managed to pull in, but UCLA is going to be hilarious because like, the absolute ceiling for a Chip Kelly season at UCLA is like eight and four. So like how much, how much more can you screw them by not officiating it? Like officiating it weirdly. Uh, Well, as someone who's watched a number of Chip Kelly teams shit the bet at the end of games, uh, it's possible. It's possible. Um, I think that uh, it's, it's also probably worth noting that um, Chip Kelly is his own offensive coordinator. Um, and therefore, um, you know, that's fun. Uh, so good for that. Has he always, has he always uh, done that? Not always. He, 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 he like bounces back and forth, um, between actually having an offensive coordinator. He, I think he's always the primary play caller, but like sometimes he'll name someone lead assistant. Um, I knew that. I knew that. I knew he was always lead play, play, play caller because that was the thing in Philly. Right. Um, uh, Colorado plays football poorly. Um, they are going to be bad. Um, and for those of they you who, who might be Colorado fans who are still mad at Mel Tucker leaving, look at yourselves in the mirror. Would you stay at Boulder if you wanted to win anything? No, you're there to smoke weed and ski. And Mel Tucker didn't want to smoke weed and ski. Carl Dorrell might. I don't know. I don't know him that well. Uh, but, but Mel Tucker famously coached the game in shorts. Does that seem like the type of guy who wants to go skiing? No. Although I guess you could go skiing in shorts. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm famously not a skier. Uh, I was, in fact, invited to a ski trip weekend just today with the promise of, hey, do you want to get drunk in a hot tub with us? At no point we was know, this. Yeah. yeah. Nobody we, was like. We know how to sell this on you. <laughs> nobody was like. Right. Yeah. Nobody was like, hey, like, why don't, why don't you want to come skiing? Because the answer to that is like. Do I want my ankles in things that don't move going down a cold hill? No, no, I don't. Do you want to sit inside during the NFL playoffs drinking beer? Well, gluten-free beer. Uh, and, and 
waiting for people to get back from doing that while you have an entire house to yourself to fart and eat chips in? Yes. Yes, I do. It sounds great. And nap? And nap. And nap oh, in quiet? Man. Dude, the napping in quiet. I, I, I'm very, very excited. Um, honestly, honestly, that was like we talked about it. Or like, you know, he's going to be most excited about just having a house to himself for like six hours. Whatever. Whatever sells yeah. him. That's great. Can't wait. Um, it's probably worth noting. Uh, also, um, Washington State, A, Pullman, Washington is the uh, nation's leader in consumption of both Fireball and um, Bush Light, as far as I'm aware. B. say meth. Uh, no, I, I have not Maybe. talked about, I have not talked about Tucson, Arizona yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, uh, and, and the second thing is, is that they had a coach who we all sort of like, sort of liked um, for a while. And then uh, he got fired because he kicked people off the team for getting vaccinated. Um, so to be clear, we liked him when he was at Hawaii. Correct. Uh, doing weird things with offenses not when he decided to open his mouth and tell everybody about how COVID was a hoax. That right. was an instant no more liking. Right. Um, they also have the the most interesting transfer, I think, this year. Um, Cameron Ward, who played last year at Incarnate Word, which is a, like, NAIA school or whatever. Um, yeah. But, like, he has, like, a huge arm. He's 6'2", 225, like, looks like an NFL quarterback, but for some reason was at a NAIA school. Um, so might work out, might not, who knows their former starting quarterback is in Tucson. So as you say, I'm guessing it's not a good reason that he was, uh, an AI school. Also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the best transfer of the year is in this conference and it is not that kid. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm going to talk about Caleb Williams, obviously, but I don't know. It's still not the best transfer. He might be the most talented. The best transfer is Bo Nix. (laughs) <laughs> harassing all of Eugene for good 12 point. weeks. It's a good point. Don't they, um, op- don't they open against like Auburn? They- no, they open against somebody. Georgia. That's it. In Atlanta. Georgia's like, celebra- Georgia's like celebrating the national title and then there's just that like that meme where like clarity all of a sudden hits him and he goes, the next quarterback we have to play is Bo Nix. Here's a fun game. I'm, I, as I'm looking through this, I'm, I'm realizing something. Um, I think more than half of the uh, of the Pac-12 will be starting transfer quarterbacks this year. Colorado is is starting a Tennessee transfer. Arizona is starting a Washington State transfer, Jaden Delora. Um, Washington State is starting Cameron Ward. Um, Arizona State's quarterback is Emory Jones, who you might remember from such schools as Florida. Um Cal has Jack Plummer, who I believe was at Arizona State. Um, yep, Purdue. No, Jack Plummer was Purdue. Jake Plummer went to Arizona State in the late 90s, mid-90s. Mid-90s? Late 90s, I think. Okay. Um, I think he's, uh, what's his face? I think he's like right around Brian Greasy's age. Right. Speaking of Indiana quarterbacks, Washington is starting a transfer. Michael Penix Jr. Yes, Penix. Um, and, uh, obviously USC and Oregon are starting transfer quarterbacks. Most, I think, I think that, that most of the quarterbacks in the Pac-12 played their college football at a different school last year. And that's really funny to me because, um, you're supposed to be where you grow quarterbacks, right? Like 
we in the Midwest, like we have big people. You're supposed to be the ones who are like have quarterbacks and shit, like matter day, right? Like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> the one guy we have that listens from Purdue is just shaking his fist at you. I mean, they lost the transfer quarterback to this place because they had too many quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell uh, is actually maybe good, which is like so unfortunate. Like we'll talk about him uh, on the weekend when we, when we do our big 10 preview, um, which is this great mustache though. Yeah. Um, But Aiden O'Connell might be good, which is like so unfortunate because whenever Purdue has a good quarterback, it sort of hurts Michigan state CEG last year with Aiden fucking O'Connell. But like, Traditionally, when Purdue finds itself a quarterback, they uh, get good in a hurry, um, which I'm not stoked on because Purdue being no. good is, is always like sort of a pain in the ass. Um, although I guess they're in the Big Big Ten West, so I don't have to care as much. So they'll just beat Ohio State as is tradition. Um, God willing. God willing. Um, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend the last little bit here talking about Oregon. Not because Oregon, the team, is going to do anything all that interesting. I don't think they're going to win the Pac-12. I think that um, Dan Lanning, their their coach from Georgia, is not a good cultural fit for any reason. Um, like, yeah, very weird. Very weird. Um, they their defensive coordinator is one of the great like recruiters in college football over the last twenty years, Tosh Lapoy. Um, but but like, I don't think Dan Lanning is going to look at like the Oregon offense and be like, "I'm going to unleash this." No, he's going to fucking turn around and give the ball to Todd Gurley three times and then punt. Um, Although I don't think they have Todd Gurley. They have uh, some. I can guarantee you they don't have Todd Gurley. Um, because yeah. he's like 32. Right. And I, I don't he actually think he has like a 26. job. I, don't, I bet he doesn't have a job anymore. Do we know what Todd Gurley's doing? Um, it turns out, yeah, it turns out if you're playing running back behind a Jared Goff quarterback offense, they might run the tread off your wheels. Um, because, you know. Although he is 28 and he is currently unemployed. That's, you know, that's the dream being 28 and unemployed. Anyways, Phil Knight has a lot of money. And so I, I like, I really believe that Oregon will find itself a home before the Pac-12 collapses yesterday, because by the time we post this, you know, it will have collapsed. Um, but they have great uniforms, man. Like I love Oregon's uniforms. Is there, is there, I, I don't know that, and like, look, like, I know it's like a, like a thing, but is there anything more aesthetically pleasing than their, like, their green and blacks? I'm trying to think of a better jersey. Not like, and like, outside of like the, there's something cool about seeing, uh, you know, the, the Alabama uniform or Penn State or Michigan or whatever. Like, outside of those. Uh, Ole, Ole Miss's baby blues with the red uh, script. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice one. Those um, are very visual. Baby blues tend to pop really well or like uh, the clean. I know this isn't college, but like the clean red, white, and blue of the Patriots or the bills that pops really well. The old ones. I really like the old Patriots yeah. uniforms. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and I guess like, you know what? Like I actually am a very big fan of the Miami dolphins teal um, because uh, as a uh, child of Metro Detroit uh, who, who grew up in the nineties, I'm, have a deep affection for teal which you know wonder why yeah yeah like it's it's great if you don't fuck you yeah right that's your problem uh also oregon's leading rusher from last year and their third leading receiver currently plays running back at usc so you know whatever 
Um, Lincoln Riley is the head coach of USC. I hope that they go eight and four for the rest of their career. Um, I, I have no deep love for USC. Uh, but I guess they're a big, tw- they're a big 10. Like, if, do we want them to be good as big 10 fans? Like, do we want them to be like running, no, running way, all over? Way funnier if they're not way funnier if they're not. All right. It's very way good. funnier if they get to like the eight and four, nine and three, 10 and two level and just provide a quality win for, you know, Wisconsin every season. The Notre Dame, if you will. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think about who the funniest team would be for them to like consistently lose to. And I think it's Indiana. I see. I think it's Iowa, not because Iowa's not good. Iowa is good, but I think that there's something so funny about like USC coming in with all of their talent and whatever, and just like getting dragged down into the mud and guck of Kinnick stadium and just be like, why see, can't but they've done They've done that before because they used to consistently lose to Stanford, which is basically just Iowa West. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I, I, I think I it's guess... funnier if they have to face, like, chaos incarnate, and they can't think – like, it's that old quote, like, how are they supposed to know what we're going to do? We don't even know what we're going we're gonna to do. Yeah, and um, that, I think, is like a summation of the Pac-12. They don't know what they're going to do. So uh, best of luck to the schools there that uh, are looking for a place to, to, to call home. Um, you know, Oregon, uh, give us a call. Uh, Phil Knight is more than we, we like. We are more than welcome to live up to the country club stereotype of the Big Ten. Um, Phil Knight, you have to buy your way in. I, I, I don't know what the entrance fee is, but I'm sure you can cover it. Um, I know that, 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 you know, all Big Ten schools would, would appreciate an extra – I don't know, call it $75 million uh, across 14 schools. You know, it's not so much. No, 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 call it $75 million a school. A school, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like 75 a school. Uh, so that's what 75 times. It's like a billion dollars. That's fine. I'm good with that. Um, and really, that's all I have to say about the Pac-12 and the ACC. Pac-12 hasn't had a playoff team since Washington got blanked by Alabama. Can't imagine who would do that. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. Remember that? That yeah. was, was that Drew Locke? Uh, Jake Locker. Jake Locker. Jake Locker. Drew Locke was Missouri. Correct. Uh, and uh, and the ACC has one school, and it's not the two schools you think that it should be. It's somehow that school in Metro Charlotte, because Clemson is in Metro Charlotte, more or less. Um, I think. I don't know. Anyways, uh, if you have any thoughts on the Pac-12 or the ACC – you're the first one. But if you have them and you really want to get them out, uh, feel free to at my, my colleague at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. He's on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Diamonds Esquire. Not usually there. Uh, if I am there, I'm tweeting about music or basketball. But if you want to find uh, me where I normally am, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, um, we're going to get the Instagram up and running just as soon as the Pac-12 uh, confirms that it is an ongoing concern. We are allowed as uh, stakeholders to uh, require a uh, reasonable effort on their part to show that. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever BlueWire decided to put in, uh, probably Shopify. That's what they've been doing. Um, and uh, obviously, thank you to, our, uh, to you, our dear listener. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time.
Podcast Network.